Playoffs, playoffs, turn up, playoffs. Cinco, cuatro, tres, dos, uno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Cool Zone Pod. Be sure to follow us over on Twitter at the Cool Zone Pod, and also go ahead and follow Fixin' to Talk Sports uh, as well on Twitter. Uh, it has now been—we haven't done a Fox Profiles update in a long time. It's been a long time, man, really long time. But nonetheless, months. Uh, yeah, months. They're seemingly dead, but we are still alive, giving you now almost multiple podcasts a week, just putting out that content constantly for you guys. We got a special edition of the Cools on this week, coming off a short week. Obviously, we just recorded last Thursday for the trade deadline special, so we recapped all the nice trades that went down, including some of the Celtics deals. Today, we are live on Monday per usual. During the second half of the Celtics and Pelicans game. So we're going to do a little live listen along here for probably normal podcast duration. We'll talk about the game as it's happening. So you guys can get a little insight to how we kind of look at these games. What we look for during the game as we watch. A little studious kind of perspective here. And also we can talk about some, uh, some of the past couple games for the Celtics. Of course we had... The game against the Oklahoma City Thunder and their second game against the Milwaukee Bucks. The back-to-back games Friday and Saturday that were really good. Um, so the first thing we got to talk about before we get into it is Marcus Smart just hucked up the worst shot I've ever seen, but he got a foul on it, so it's fine. Um, Andre Drummond officially got bought out by the Cavs, signed with the Lakers. We know that Lamarcus Aldridge got bought out, signed with the Nets. What are you thinking here? Has the needle been moved away from the Nets at all with the Andre Drummond signing? For you, at least, because now you're a big Nets guy. Um, no. I mean, if anything, it's moved further with the LaMarcus Aldridge signing. The, well, I mean, what about does, what, the Andre Drummond signing going to the Lakers? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised Andre Drummond went to the Lakers. I, I kind of feel like everyone right, expected no. that. Well, what I'm saying is this... this Okay, a timeline of events. The Nets signed LaMarcus Aldridge, and you think it's helping the Nets. I'm saying that the Lakers then went and signed Andre Drummond. Oh. Is that moving the needle away from the Nets? That was my original question. I'm still, like, the Nets aren't as big of a title favorite because the Lakers signed Andre Drummond. Yeah, are the Lakers a bigger contender? They're, so that they're better, but they're, they're still, I would still take the Nets. The, the gap between them and the Nets, I still think, is is there's a gap there. I wouldn't put them even. I would still give the Nets the advantage just because the Lakers have Andre Drummond. He's an okay player. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, I guess he shoots like 37% from the free throw line in the playoffs. People on Twitter that didn't want Celsius to sign him kept using that stat over and over again. When was the last time Andre Drummond was in the playoffs? I think he's been in like once or twice. He was, swept. he was swept both times because I know the... The Pistons have the longest streak in the NBA without having won a playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game since they played the Celtics, Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2008. And mm. that game, that series went to six games, I believe. And 
That was the last right. time the Pistons won a playoff game. Damn. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. Well, let me tell you, Grant, Grant Curry finally hits his first three. Celtics are within two points Shout now. Shout out Lil' Mike. Yeah, Grant Curry, Lil' Mike. He kind of been struggling tonight. I'm pretty sure Bledsoe just dribbled the ball off his own foot. Uh, sometimes I forget that Eric Bledsoe is in New Orleans. He's part of that trade with Milwaukee, but... Um, Kemba's had a really good night tonight. Tatum started really hot. Yeah. But I, for as much for as much flack as we give Kemba, big bob with the rebound. Uh, Kemba's been really good, I think, tonight. I don't think he's been... Um, I'm ex- I'm, the Celtics are on a 13-4 run, basically, to start the second half. And uh, this is pretty good. This is a good response out of the halftime. It's nice to see them for once. You know, I feel like they... They might blow it, but, like, it's good to see them at least come out and start the second half strong because they are a better team. The Pelicans aren't that good. No, they're, they're really not. They're going to be a a team looking at a decent pick in the draft. Tatum puts the Celtics for their first lead since, I uh, probably, pro, yeah, well, it's the first second half lead, but. Yeah, it's probably their first lead since, since it was, like, 12-10 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something very early in the game. Um. Evan Fournier not exactly having the best debut for the Celtics. I don't think he's scored yet. No, he hasn't. Um, Smart's also not having the greatest game shooting-wise, I guess, either. But um, nonetheless, Kemba with a nice drive. Kemba's had some really nice drives tonight. If only DS would be here in studio with us. Yeah. On a night where Kemba's actually doing really well. Uh, Here's Bledsoe. Imagine, I feel like... Eric Bledsoe is a guy that I think the Celtics could use pretty well, in my he, opinion. People don't really like him, though, because they think he's a, a dog. Like, he's a loser. Like, he's a quitter. Like, so... I don't really see that that much. I've heard a lot from people that were in, like, Milwaukee when he was there. They they couldn't stand him. Oh, you got good connections in Milwaukee, bro? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks Twitter. Oh my god. Big Twitter guy, though. I'll, I'll give you that. It's true. But Zion tonight is. Uh, I've seen Zion miss a lot of layups tonight. Maybe that's Big Bob making his presence felt around the rim. But I'd like to hope so. I think because he's the one been covering him, right? Oh, that's too bad. Low Mike, Grant Curry had to draw a foul before Kemba came around a screen and hit a three. And so they're, they're counting the foul before Kemba shot his shot. So nice play by little Mike there to strip the Celtics from getting a three. <laughs> yeah, well, so we should preface this, obviously, by reminding people as much as they probably already know. No Jalen Brown in this game tonight, so Grant Williams getting the start. No Tristan Thompson. Still. No semi Ogilvy. Yeah, well, he's, he's got an oblique problem. He's going to be out for a while. And, of course... No Romeo Langford, because I mean the guy doesn't exist. Class man. So probably gonna have COVID for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh god. Um, let's see. So Stephen Adams on the court right now, covering Robert Williams. Adams not exactly had a, a great first season with the Pelicans. I mean. I don't know what the expectation level was, but I don't think the Pelicans use him uh, as 
as efficiently as Oklahoma City did. I think the Thunder, when he was there, they kind of made him a part of the offense, and they really went to work with uh, getting him some looks in the post. And I haven't seen him get any look, like, by himself in this game yet. It, it, maybe it's it's probably happened while I've been looking away, but they, they really just they don't use this guy. And I, I don't think that's the problem with their team. I just think they have a lot of guys who just aren't, like, um, they aren't, like, amazing. As Brandon Ingram just got elbowed in the face by Tatum. Because Jason Tatum literally cannot drive to the hoop without elbowing somebody in the face or raising his elbow and forearm. He literally does that every time. Like, what is that? He literally just does a spin move and swings his arm and elbow back. Just drive. Stop. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're probably going to call a flagger and one now, too. Honestly, it should be. Anytime anyone t- gets touched in the face, it's like flagger one. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Tatum does some of the, some of the stupidest shit sometimes, man, I swear. But how much can you really complain with the guy being as good as he is? Yeah, I mean... What well, what are your thoughts on because uh, we get some break in the action here? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on the Andre Drummond Lakers versus Nets, etc.? See, I'm a big Andre Drummond guy. I'm probably biased, but I I don't think this necessarily makes the Lakers favorites. But I was never I was never sold that the Nets were automatically winning. Uh, one thing I did think that was interesting about this whole conversation is something uh, Blake Griffin noted in like a, a press conference recently. Uh, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've got Houston and Oregon State uh, simulcast as well. And somebody just hucked up a, a last shot clock second three. I don't know going to count, though. It'll be close. But nonetheless, Blake Griffin making a comment about how it was that he was washed and so was, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge. These guys were just washed, couldn't play the game anymore. Now all of a sudden they sign with the Nets and they're like big threats now, like, you know, super team juggernaut stack. So, I mean, there's, I think there's definitely been a little hypocrisy about how it's been handled. But um, I think this is a good move for the Lakers. They definitely need it. Uh, they definitely needed this signing, I think, given the injuries to Davis. The fact that Marcus Gasol is just a waste of space at this point in his career. Uh, I'm, I am excited to see how it goes. I, I don't want to say I'm rooting for Lamicky, but I would have to say I am looking forward to a what is likely to be a Lakers Nets NBA Finals. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, a see, lot of, I, like I, a lot of people are really upset about I, this. I'm not sold that the Lakers are getting to the finals. I mean, it's going to be weird. Yeah. Like, if LeBron's in the playoffs, he's made the finals every year since the Celtics beat him when we were in sixth grade in 2010. Mm-hmm. So, it will be strange to see LeBron lose in the playoffs before the finals, but I think the Clippers, even the Jazz, and potentially the Nuggets could take down the Lakers, especially if this AD injury is serious or LeBron's ankle is nagging into the playoffs. Now, 
we have to preference this by saying that it feels like an injury late March, early April is like a big deal for the playoffs. But it's really like if this injury had occurred in like late January because of like the when the season is going to be into the playoffs. Right. So the playoffs aren't going to get started until like mid-May. Um, and then into June and the finals aren't even until July. So that does give them more time. But like a back injury and an ankle injury, I feel like especially the back injury is something that I feel like could linger. The ankles should heal as long as they give them a good enough rest. And I don't think, I think LeBron is obviously in a position where he goes, I'm good to play or I'm not good to play. And the coach goes, the coaching staff and the organization goes, okay, LeBron. Like, he's not going to come back to play until he's ready. Oh, for sure. Because he can't, there's no such thing as bringing LeBron back early because he has so much power um, right. over how he plays and when he plays and how, much how long he plays. he plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, I think regardless of who it is, even if the Nets do make the NBA, like I'm excited. I like I'm not, I'm not completely a hundred percent sold. I think they're probably the favorites for sure. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see how it all turns out because I still think teams like Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia are good teams, like really good teams, and all have a chance at least. And then on the other side, I still think teams like Phoenix, the Clippers. Safety, the Jazz, they all have a chance as well. So I don't think I. I still think there's some parity out here. While everyone is ready to kind of give up on the season and say that the Nets are, are winning this whole damn thing, I'm not ready to say that yet. And even if the Nets make the NBA Finals, man, I am. Uh, I'm excited to see how th- those three guys and Durant, Irving, and Harden mesh together in the same court because with KD's injury and Kyrie's holdout earlier. Um, and James Harden obviously not being there right at the beginning of the season. These guys really haven't taken the court, all three of them together, much, if at all. Yeah, I mean, it is true. I mentioned the Lakers, AD having a nagging, lingering injury. Kevin Durant is also in the same boat, whereas he could have a nagging, uh, lingering injury as well that he's dealing with. So it certainly could affect the Nets going into the playoffs, but I think that he should be okay. And uh, I think the Nets are are in very good position. And Fortnite misses a wide open layup, but good job for Paige Pritchard being there behind. But yeah, look, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not giving up on it. I know a lot of people have a bad, bad kind of a bad opinion and bad look out of it, but I'm excited. It's been the first time in a while where. You know, I you know, have to see some of the, like, you know, ever since the Cavs and Warriors stopped ha- having, like, NBA Finals every year, yes. I've, I've enjoyed, just kind of just in, wanted to enjoy basketball more, you know. Um, I just think those four years were such a, such a humongous, like, step down. For a lot of casual fans, from like a league perspective, like just like from an NBA perspective, and so not having that anymore, and hopefully you know it stays that way. We don't have any more like crazy dynasties, right? Uh, I think it's been really good for the game. I've enjoyed the basketball. I think NBA basketball still has a problem with 
the mentality of its players and and all that how it's it is a generally comparatively to you know like the bad boy pistons of the 80s and 90s and whatnot it's still technically softer basketball and it could be a little more feisty a little more competitive but um, I still think it's very enjoyable from a, at least from a, a an outside perspective. I mean, I'm an NBA guy, so yeah. I mean, like I still prefer. I still prefer the NBA over college basketball, and a lot of people, a lot of people disagree with that because of the atmosphere. Everybody always cites the atmosphere and the fans and you know how they play defense. And it's not like people in the NBA don't play defense. There are some guys that don't. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. But there's also a lot of guys in college that. Dude, what did what did I just watch? Is this guy stupid? Okay, so this uh, the situation. There was a jump ball at at half court, and safety. The Pelicans, I think, were letting the Celtics win the tip because there were point three seconds left on the shot clock, and so the. So Pritchard wins the, the the tip, and then Marcus Smart just absolutely bats the ball, thinking that the shot clock wasn't going to reset, because I think there was a possession change. Because the Pelicans had just had the ball, three point like, and that's a that's a possible anywhere five to six point swing right there. So the Pelicans get the ball back, and Ingram hits that three. Can Smart make it up? And he bricks a three back. Hey, rim. that's your captain, untradeable with the Jays. So good, so good. That's a crazy sequence. That's not something you see a lot. That reminds me of the Devin Booker. No, I'm sorry. The um, uh, what's his name? He played for the Jazz. It was a game against Oklahoma City. Shot clock was going down, and inbounds ball from the sideline, and it was Trevor Booker, I believe. And he, he just, he's facing, his back is to the hoop. And he gets a bounce pass and just slaps it up in a, behind him. And it goes in. Gave me those vibes. Kemba misses a three. I mean, that might have been, that might have been one of the dumbest plays I've seen. He clearly thought that all he has to do is just touch it. And, oh. like, it would, it would be their ball. I mean, it would be their ball because of the shot clock violation. Mm-hmm. But he literally took it grabbed it, had possession because he was able to throw it, and then it was the Pelicans' ball again. And then now at the other end with the Celtics, Kemba tries to throw a little seam bounce pass into Rob Williams, and it just doesn't meet its mark. So Celtics trailing by 7 with 3.22 to go in the third quarter. Big Bob just got subbed out. Looks like Luke Cornett is in. All right, this is a big stretch. Let's see if you're, if Trader Danny's uh Hey, that's my old defense. <laughs> Love that. Great, great, great three or four possessions there for Smart. One, literally throws it out of bounds. Two, comes up and jacks a three. Three, lets Brandon Ingram do a backdoor baseline cut on him for an easy dunk. Hmm. I mean, that guy, he's just, those are winning, that's winning plays. <laughs> We know he's a winner. That's winning plays right there. Yeah, well, are, 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 are games decided in the third quarter, though? I mean, 
I tell you, a bucket in the third quarter counts the same as a bucket in the fourth quarter. That's a very obvious statement, but I can't argue it. That's for sure. All right, well, we got a little time. Let's talk about the past couple games for the Celtics. Let's talk about first that game Friday against the Bucks. that big win. Uh, what impressed you most in that game? That was probably the best they've played in a while. Their ball movement um, was the most impressive to me. I mean, they were draining threes, so it always looks better when they're hitting their shots. But I thought the ball movement was really good. Tatum led the way with, I think he had seven assists. Just really good team game. Uh, best they've played as a team, which was emphasis on the team. Because I feel like a lot of times the team plays more like individually. Yeah. A lot of isolation. For sure, for sure. What I saw Friday was very good uh, team basketball. Oh, yeah. For the first time in what felt like all season. Yeah, honestly. Everybody was kind of playing well in that game. And, uh, I mean, it showed in the final score. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pull up the box score and see how many assists they had. But... It wouldn't surprise me if it was, like, over 25. Normally, they say about... You want to be in the range of, like... If you're playing good team basketball, you want to be into the 20s for assists. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually. Once you get over about 25, that's, like, that's really good basketball. Yep. Goes Um, back to a stat they showed on NBC Sports Boston months ago where the different records that the Celtics hold... Uh, in retrospect to how many assists they have in the game. And I believe they were possibly only had one or two losses at this point in the season with 25 plus assists and they were still over 500 with 20 to 25 assists and then they were way below with uh, below 20 assists. So Yeah, so the Celtics <coughs> in that game against the Bucks on Friday, last Friday, had 27 assists. Yeah, that's winning which basketball. Which are phenomenal right numbers. Zion, 18 points, 8 of 17 tonight. That's a fat bust stat line if I've ever seen one. Facts. Neesmith. Yeah, we got Aaron Neesmith sighting out there with Luke Cornett, Payne Pritchard, Evan Fournier, and Jason Tatum. Cornett's going to have to jack something up. He loses oh, it to the right spot. Oh my god, and he oh, just gave himself hurt. a concussion. He's hurt. <laughs> oh my god, that that was something. Dude, Aaron, dude, <laughs> dude, stumbling out there. Aaron Neesmith literally puts his body on the line for a layup. You love to see that. You really do. I mean, I. Pritchard just tried to take it like three on one. I don't really know what he expected going into the paint there. Yeah, now Bledsoe's taking it out. Ingram at the top of the key. Post him up. That's the easy buckets. Bledsoe on Fournier. We can take that. All right, good switch. Tatum back on Ingram now. And Ingram just threw it right into Cornette's gut. He just didn't go for the ball. They got the switch. Hart for three. No good. Cornette on the rebound. Lucky that the... Pelicans all rushed back because they could have easily had an offensive board there. Let's see some good ball movement here in this possession, maybe. Fournier in the pick and roll, dish to Tatum, fake stride to the middle. Tatum with the oh, missed, missed easy layup. Should have dumped that. Yeah. Dude, there are so many times where, like, not only Tatum, but, like, just guys in the NBA, Jackson Hayes misses a layup. 
that they just they're they're at the rim. Then they should just dunk it. Aaron Neesmith with no call taken. Uh, oh my goodness. That's back to back missed layups for the Celtics. They could have cut it down to one point one possession game. Instead, it's still seven. They're playing some good defense, getting some stops here, but they are uh, they're certainly not capitalizing on it at the other end. As Fournier just sticks his hands all up in Brandon Ingram's grill. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully Fournier's next game's a little better, but they're showing the replay now of Aaron Eastwood just smashing his head off the court. Dude's still out there, though. I'll give him that. He's yeah. rubbing his head a little bit, but he's still out there. Celtics still down seven. But, yeah, that game against Milwaukee was really good. They needed that win, and then they came back against OKC with another – Slow big fourth quarter. They're yeah. gonna need another big fourth quarter tonight. Yeah. So Tatum and Ingram both have twenty points right now in Tatum this game. Tatum had sixteen in the first, and he has twenty right now with one fourteen left in the third. So yeah, it's bit of a disappearing off. act from Tatum uh, in the second quarter and into the third quarter. He's probably gonna have to go over thirty uh, for them to have a chance in this game. Ingram misses a second free throw though. Celtics need, there's a minute 10 left. I'd like to see them cut it to five or under before the <laughs> end of the third quarter. That would be ideal. Neesmith! Good kick out by Cornette. Bang! Best shooter in the draft. All right, so Neesmith just needs to smash his head on the court once a game. Yes. And he'll be a knockdown, the knockdown shooter that he was promised to be. 100%. Ingram misses a fadeaway short corner. They almost lose the rebound with three guys going for the ball at the same time. Celtics can get a two for one here. And what's Tatum going to do? Tatum drives at Jackson Hayes. Looks like he traveled, but he lost the ball. Wow, that that's... That was gross. <laughs> that was a lucky foul. I'll say that. Hopefully, it's Celtics are in the bonus. He can get some free throws, I hope. But. Yeah, foul on New Orleans. Tatum looking to see if he's going to get some free throws. I mean, he just drives right into Jackson Hayes, backs him up. And then kind of, he, I mean, he literally travels, but he did lose the ball. It was close. He's got five Pelicans around him. And like you said, def- I definitely think bailed out by the foul because he was stuck. He had nowhere to go. He needed to pass that ball out. Somebody had to have been open. Yes, I'd have to agree with that. I was really hoping Luke Cornett was going to shoot off that inbounds play. Oh, awful take. He's not going up strong right now. Good play there by Pritchard. Pritchard getting his hands in. I'm surprised they didn't call jump there. Here comes that fat bust versus Luke Cornett right now. But they're doubling. Tatum's coming over for the double. Zion blows by the double. That was just too easy. That's a man's take. You got to double him on the left. He's a lefty. Yeah. Make him go right. 12 seconds. Celtics down 7. 88-81. A bucket would cut it to 5, which is what I want. And a pickpocket. Pritchard loses it. Kick out for 3. I believe that's Alexander Walker. And he misses. So seven, like, it's manageable, but you're gonna have to have a big fourth quarter. You're gonna have to. You have to expect Tatum to probably play all twelve. Yeah. Kemba's probably gonna play eight, at least eight, probably close to ten minutes. Yeah. He won't stay on the bench too much longer. Um. But yeah, they're gonna have to string some stops together. Not their, not the best end of the third quarter that they could have had. A lot of rushed drives, not like not smart drives. There's, you got to understand the difference between 
what's a good take and what's a bad take. You know, I, I've always hated the notion uh, a lot of people, and usually it's just some casuals and usually dads at a, their son's basketball game kind of just saying, drive to the rim, drive to the rim, drive to the rim. You can't just get the ball and drive to the rim every single time. You have to open up lanes, safety, to get to the hoop. You can't just do what Tatum did on the last play and just run straight into Jackson Hayes and just either expect the foul call or expect your shot to go in through contact. And, and that's something that Tatum struggles with a lot is when he's when he's driving to the rim. And, and he's not the only one in the league that does it, but he, he's definitely a repeat offender. He drives to get a foul. He doesn't drive to score sometimes. And it feels I like a lot of times. The Celtics have a problem with that a lot. And Tatum's an offender. And Smart and Kemba Walker are also humongous offenders on shots. Mm. Especially from three or from, like, the the um, the elbow. They'll just jump when someone's, like, touching them and just throw it up there and hope for the foul call. I, I always hate those shots. And I think we talk, We might have talked about it on yeah, the pod. We, we might not we have. We hint on it. Demarcus Smart, Memphis Grizzlies play. Where you're just you're you're just you're playing into contact, but you're not playing into contact to make your shot. You're playing in your co- into contact to get a whistle blown, and that's just not good basketball. If you're playing for fouls, that means you have no confidence in your shot or your ability to make the shot. That you're just playing for whistles so you can get to the line and compose yourself. It's a sign of weakness, in my opinion, at least, if you're really doing that. And sometimes they do it way too often. Yeah, I they. But as a team, they all they play so much isolation basketball that they just—it's just also a sign of a team not moving around on offense, kind of standing around, where they just play a lot of stretch basketball, and guys aren't getting each other open off ball screens, cuts, stuff like that. All right, so going with the. Same lineup that they ended the third yeah. quarter with, with the exception of, I believe, little Mike Grant Curry is in for Neesmith. And with the very first play, Zion does exactly the same thing he did to uh, pretty much end the third quarter. Just Luke Cornett is not exactly who I want covering Zion. I'd probably have rather Grant. Fournier missed the floater, but the rebound. Tatum kind of a really smart offensive rebound. Ooh, that would have been a nice play. He waited till Hart got close, and then he got it and spun around. Fournier with a... This is a, a smart foul there on Zion in transition. This is this is just a really bad start for Fournier. Celtics only have 17 assists. New Orleans with 24 assists through three quarters, as we just mentioned about five minutes ago. Yeah. 24 assists through three quarters is absurd. That's if, really good. If the Pelicans lose this game and get a, uh, they're they seemingly will get above. Yeah, all right, they they got to switch Cornet off of uh, of Zion. Abused. That's three buckets in a row. They're just going to keep going to Zion. You can't let this lead get too far now. It's already at 11. Sells are going to need a run. They're going to need a run quick. So why... Jackson Hayes covering Luke Cornett. Why is Luke Cornett not covering Jackson Hayes? Oh. And Cornett loses the handle. They really got to string a stop together here. Marcus Smart's checking back in for... I don't even know who he's checking in for. I think he's coming for. in for Cornett. Is he coming in for Cornett? Yeah. So they're gonna. What are they gonna play? Either Williams or Pritchard, probably. I think they might be going small. I think they might be going smart on Williams. Well, they were. Listen. Well, they were playing Williams. Uh, oh, Grant Williams. On, oh, they took out Pritchard. Oh, okay, okay. 
offensive foul on Jackson Hayes. So good for the Celtics there. But they're going to need to score a little. Got to take advantage here. They, they have this game tied at 72-72. And it's been a 20-9 to run for the Pelicans since. Mm-hmm. Celtics need their own nice 6-0, 7-0 run or something like that to get back in this game. Yeah, it's the only way they're going to have a chance. Yeah. Mark Smart back, being back in the game doesn't exactly make me feel very comfortable, but yeah. he gives the ball up to Tatum. Good luck, fade away, but it's long. Rick. And Tatum started off the game really hot. He's, he's gone pretty cold, icy cold since. Yeah. See, good ball movement to the corner. Josh Hart misses it, but there's an offensive foul. Scalabrini awards Marcus Smart as Tommy Point. Can't trade Marcus Smart anymore. He drew a charge. No one else in the NBA can draw a charge. Not a soul. <laughs> Hopefully, this is a game where I hope, I would like to think that the fans might help bring the team back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, they're not saying much right now. That's for sure. Smart with a back down. I actually don't mind. I like Smart, shot. honestly, has good, like, his body contorts Cont- You mean you, you, the way his body control? Yeah, it's like he goes kind of crazy sometimes, but like around the, the post? around the post like that, he has pretty good um, awareness of like where he is. He has he has good touch. I'll say that. Yeah, I always think uh, there's a couple like really strong guards in the league, like Russell Westbrook, who when they get in the post. They're really good with it. And he's just got a really good matchup right now. I'm not sure who is this oh, covering him. Oh, Big Bob. Him, you got to make that, bro. Big Bob with a tough miss at the rim. But he got fouled. He'll get some, fl- he'll get some free throws. Yeah. I don't know who this number 13 is. Uh, it's Lewis Jr. Oh, that's uh, Kira Lewis Jr. I think that was their first-round pick. Huh. Well, he, was... he is he is at a definite size disadvantage. I think he was the actually the pick before our guy, Neesmith. Well, I don't. I haven't heard much about Lewis Jr., so I imagine they're probably just upset with that pick as we are with Neesmith. Then they might be. I mean, although Neesmith did hit three and a, and a good layup, mm. so we'll we'll give him. Is Van uh, Gundy wearing sweats? Yeah, they let you like wear that stuff this year, but I think he's actually wearing like casual slacks. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing sweats, and I I can't lie, that's that's the dream. Yeah. Uh... No, no, I, I think no, they're casual, I, casual slacks. slacks. Yeah, like Brad Stevens, they like khaki, they like khakis, great khakis. So I was gonna say, they're I know they were letting the coaches dress more casually. Yeah. <clears throat> One for two from the line for Big Bob. Celtics free throw shooting been okay tonight. Not, not, not perfect per se, but. Good play. I mean, they're just opening up an easy three. And Celtics shooting 31% from three, while the Pelicans are shooting 50% from three. That's the difference. Got to have some perimeter defense, and they just don't have that kind of in the... They don't have that presence right now. Fournier with a long miss. How many times are the Celtics going to (laughs) miss, not get the rebound? And then Pelicans are going to come the other way in transition and just outspeed everybody, and the Celtics are going to take a foul just to slow them down. Many times. I feel like since we've started, 
it's already happened at least like a handful of times. The Celtics have had a lot of long misses this game, so it's, that's prime opportunity for that stuff to happen. Yeah. I mean, Zion is just, he's dominating the game right now. I don't know how, the two games that I've seen the Celtics play the Pelicans, I don't know, do the Pelicans play down like to their competition? They look like such a good team. Yeah, I think... I don't know how they're, like, this bad. I think they get into, uh... I think they get into bad shooting habits sometimes. And then maybe they rely on Zion too much. And when he's not having big games, and he just misses an and one. Mm. 13-point game now with eight minutes left. This one's getting out of hand. But I, I do feel like there are some games where they may rely on him too much. And, like, outside of that, I mean... Who else do they really have to score other than Ingram? Yeah. Because Zion's not, Zion's not a shooter. He's only controlling the paint. Yeah. Josh Hart really isn't going to win you games. Lonzo Ball, I mean, scoring-wise, isn't going to win you games. He's a great facilitator, but... Yeah, he's not even playing tonight. Yeah. And also, what depths do they have? Yeah, I do wonder if the... Celtics uh, are as crazy as this might sound. I wonder if they're missing someone like Semi Ojale tonight. A guy that's, you know, as we know, is very strong. Uh, he likes to Giannis his, stopper. flex his muscles. He probably could have been useful against Zion because he Zion's just so big and strong that he can just blow by people. Or well, blow through people, not blow by people. Just blow through them. Well, I think actually the Celtics are missing uh, somebody like uh, Guershan Yabusele. Yeah, it's possible. Real thick boy. Yeah, I mean... That dude's packing. He is packing. Yeah. That's for sure. Celtics are just... This is getting away from them quick. Smart just got pulled out right away. I don't know why. And then whatever he did here, he just... I mean, he just... He tried to go up and under, throw yeah. the ball behind into Rob Will, and it just didn't work out. For a guy who we see constantly kind of just... Jacking up threes right off the like a catch catch and shoot situation. Yeah, really surprising that he's not taking that shot. I agree with that. It's just this is just really unfortunate that it looks like they're gonna they're on track to lose this game. They finally started building some momentum, but just an, a horrific shooting night again. Yeah, this is just. I mean, they're not gonna go anywhere if they can't get into a rhythm. This kind of on off on off on off basketball, yeah. aka twenty what twenty three and twenty three or something like that. Yeah, now? they'll they win win two games to get back to five hundred. Now they got to lose a game. Yeah, it's I like guess. a win and a loss, a win and a loss, two wins, two losses. Like it's just like they can't get into any long standing rhythm. You yeah. see so many other teams, like the real good teams in each conference. We talk about like the Jazz, their big win streak. The Suns got into a win streak to close out the All-Star break. The Heat have been winning a bunch of games. Uh, we, we, even, we even mentioned one of the last podcasts, the top four teams in the East. Um, well, not anymore because the Heat have been on a big losing streak ever since they uh, acquired Trevor Ariza from OKC. But before that, Heat, Bucks, Sixers, Nets were all had won eight or nine of their last ten games. I don't think the Celtics have won maybe any in any 10-game stretch, probably more than like five games. 
Yeah. Would surprise I, me I, even if you had I six. I think they're most, yeah. This is just a tough, tough game for Trader Danny, though. Evan Fournier, the big trade deadline pickup. 0 of 9, 0 of 5 from 3. Team worse, minus 22. Yeah, he is uh, kind of struggling defensively. He's getting destroyed on a lot of pick and rolls so far in the second half. And Yeah, he's never been... He's never going to be an above-average defender, though. This is like the Kemba Walker, um, like, reasoning that we have. Like, he has to be an above-average offensive player because his defense is never going to be, you know, above-average or even average at that. It's always going to be pretty bad to potentially slightly below average. Yeah, I mean, 15-point game right now with just a little less than eight minutes left. You mentioned 0-9. I mean... For a guy in Fournier that averages about 19, 20 points a game, it's kind of you, you can kind of almost a deciding factor. I know it's not the end of the game, so 20 points ain't technically there, but man, even 12 points gets you within three, and it's the game. It's Instead just, of being what feels like completely out of reach right now. Yeah, the Celtics, unless they go on like a 10 0 run or something in the next. You know, three minutes. If you can cut it to five points, they're down 15. If you can cut it to five points by with four minutes to go, I'll say that you you'll have you got a chance to win. But you know, Pelicans score on this possession. Pelicans score on their next possession is probably over. Nice smart flops. Tries to draw the offensive foul instead of playing defense. Yeah, this is just not the time. I mean, he's, he's clearly trying to do whatever he can to give his team more possessions. And, you know, just crossing the line, doing way just, too much. That, the shot clock was down under 10. Like, the Pelicans are already in the bonus. They got bailed out because on the flagrant one call on Smart, they, the guy, Walker, missed two free throws. Don't think you're going to get that again here with Bledsoe. I just I hate that he was playing for the call, not playing defense there. I just I can't Once again, stand that. A com a very common theme. So I was supposed to be down seventeen with seven minutes to go. Sixteen. I little little curse, little announcer's curse on the uh, <laughs> yeah. free throws. And Pelicans missed the three of the last I mean, four free the throws. Got score. I haven't seen them score in a while. That was big three. Pritchard just yeah. Hit three. I that mean, I I don't I don't love Peyton Pritchard being the guy spotting up for catch and shoot, but I mean, he has been hitting tonight. He's four yeah. six from the field, so he's a ride you nice. He's a good, you know, he's a good role player, but he's nothing like special. You can't rely on him to win games. I think he's a great backup point guard. He may yeah. be a little small, but <clears throat> it's a good trap. But they they really bailing they no out offensive rebounders down there as Rob got pushed out. Yep. That's one thing I'll say about Williams is I think that he goes for the block too often. Mm. And he gets caught where the opposing center is then right there for an offensive board because Williams has taken himself out of the play because he goes for the block. He finds himself out of position. Ugh. Tatum should have just went up with that. Tatum misses the floater, gets his own rebound. And he I mean, kicks Celtics it to just smart. Trying to get way too cute there with bas- with the passing. I mean, you get it right in front of you get your own rebound to bounce right into your hands right in front of the rim. Just go up again. 
traveling. They get a good traveling, or I thought it was more of a double dribble, but they get a good call to go their way. But time's running out here, man. They've only they're just they're just not shooting the ball well. I mean, I don't think the Celtics. There's six eighteen left. The Celtics, the Pelicans have a hundred three points, and the Celtics have shown me nothing that they're even going to get to a hundred three points, even if the Pelicans were to hypothetically not even score for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just not generating good shots. A lot of their a lot of their shots are contested layups around the rim. And of course, you want to take layups, but too many too many contested drives. They need to really spread the floor, get guys moving, and create some open shots. Get people in a groove, and then maybe start attacking the rim. Yeah, you know, they, 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 people say, always say that when you get into shooting. Um, when you struggle with your shot, trying to see the ball go through the hole, get your get take get yourself to the rim, and then maybe even the free throw line. But it, I I I I always disagreed with that, in the sense that it's just it's it's not some people's game, and that's not to say it's not Jason Tatum's game, but it's never the be all end all to solving slumps and solving shooting problems. You you can't just drive your way out of bad shots you know the problem isn't that they're necessarily missing shots the real root of the problem is they're not they're not getting good open looks and so yeah they're not moving the ball their guys aren't moving around to get themselves open whatever scheme is is not happening plays not happening yeah and just putting your head down and going to the rim and throwing it up is is not the answer and not having Jalen Brown obviously really hurts them tonight. He he would have been good against all these, you know, wings that the Pelicans have, like Ingram, Josh Hart, this Nicole, Nick, Nick, however, whatever his first name, Walker Alexander. Uh, I believe it's Nikhil Alexander Walker. Okay. Uh, just having him hurt, I hope that he's not out for a while. I mean, this hip contusion sounds like... I feel like it, it sounds sound a little like, more serious than yeah, it is. Yeah, because like it's not like you're like if ever they put like sore if if they put sore in the injury, like sore knee, sore hip, that's normally like one game. Like yeah. you have soreness. The contusion to me sounds like more much more serious. Yeah. Like he might be out of like a week or maybe even two. Mm. Well hopefully not, but regardless, you still want him healthy. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, Jalen Brown. What I like about him the most and why I think he's been the best player for the Celtics this year is a lot of the times where you see Tatum either either th- throwing his head down and his shoulder down, taking it to the rim, or he's hucking up threes. Every once in a while, he'll give you like a mid-range fadeaway, and that's when you know he's in his bag. But when he's not in his bag, he's not going to his mid-range shot. And we saw at the beginning of the year, when we were looking at him to close out big games, the very first game against Milwaukee, hucks up a terrible three-pointer that goes off the bank, uh, off the backboard and in. And we, and then there were countless other times where we're looking at him to take better shots down the stretch, get that open look with your skill set, get that fadeaway mid-range shot going, turn around jumper going that he's so good at creating. And I feel like when he doesn't have good shooting nights, and especially when Brown is not here, to kind of take the, another load, 
he gets into a very lazy habits of either throwing his short, shoulder down, which is a bit ironic to say it's lazy because obviously it's not, but like the mentality is lazy. Yeah, I mean he. I was watching the beginning of this game. He hit he hit two threes at the beginning, and he had 16 points at one point in the first quarter, and he only has 22 now. And that's after two free throws. And just defensive breakdown by Kemba Walker there gives up an easy three. And the thing so, about Brown is he, he that the mid range game, he Brown takes a good amount of threes and he can also drive, but he's so good at consistently getting a shot mid range. And then if he gets it going, he's so lethal to have there. And the Celtics just don't have anybody that can put the ball in the hoop right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're down seventeen with five thirty. They're unless you get a miraculous run, this game is over. Which is unfortunate because this is a game that you just you gotta win. You gotta beat these bad teams. This is good news for Nick, resident OKC fan, because the the um, Pelicans and OKC are, are you know near each other in the Western. Very Conference close, standing. yes. So this is good news for OKC. Yeah, but, but you know you never want to see this. That was crazy. <laughs> that shot must have been so off. Yeah, it was gonna be an air ball. Literally, Kemba throwing up pretty much an air ball three of the shot clock buzzer, and Tatum just literally takes it off the. The trajectory. Another foul. Not, not look for, not a good look for Smart. Ooh, that was going to be. That was offensive interference. Yeah. Oh yeah, that 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 <laughs> they're showing the replay and that, Kemba shot was a hundred percent going to hit the rim. And Tatum just Tatum just stole a bucket, but he's going to need to steal about a dozen more buckets, with five minutes left down fifteen, could be sixteen or seventeen. Good announcers jinx here, I believe. Ingram's been garbage from the line. The Pelicans have been tough from the line. They should be up 20 right now. They just hit some free throws. If only the Celtics were in this game and it were close, these missed free throws would matter. He's not having a great shooting night regardless all around. 6 of 15. And the Celtics, they they just can't afford empty trips now. They got to score on every single time they bring the ball up the court. Yeah. They're going to have to so, shoot like upwards of 80% for the rest of the game if they want to win. Let's see what they can do here. Smart gets a decent look, and, I mean, that's just not the guy. Why isn't Fournier in that spot? Yeah, I agree. I know he's had a tough shooting night, but, again, we talk about Smart taking late-game shots. He just do- he doesn't hit him. Tatum, another push-off. Tatum, Tatum for practically two push-offs, but... Gets away with it for a good three. I mean, if that's what's going to take, then just keep pushing everybody off him until but they call it. Now, this the problem is here, you got to get stops. And I don't I don't trust them to be able to get stops. Especially when you got, like... Zion's not even in the game right now. Like... If you're not... And Bledsoe drills a three. You got to cover Bledsoe. He's not going to do... He's not doing anything flashy out there. He's just standing at the three-point line. The problem is, is that Kemba Walker is a, is a below average defender. Kemba just got absolutely stuffed, like no one's business. Uh, Kemba's gonna get teed up. He's yelling at the refs. Yeah. Safety. I mean, it's just it's it's not good. Williams doesn't and do it. What a, does he think? Like he just got stuffed 
bad there. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that. Well, the, what the problem with that is they run a pick and roll, simple pick and roll, and Williams, he doesn't, he doesn't sell him trying to get himself open for a look, and Kemba just puts his head down and thinks he's gonna have an easy take at the yeah. rim, or that somebody that's not seven feet tall like Stephen Adams is waiting for to block his shot. And the problem with the Celtics on defense is. New Orleans is also just running that simple pick and roll. But the problem is, is when you have a below average defender like Kemba Walker or a below average defender like Evan Fournier, when you have both of them on the court, one of them is probably going to be guarding the ball because they're going to look to get one of the opposition's offense. is going to look to get one of them on the ball to take advantage of them. And then Smart comes down to try to help, or Tatum comes down to try to help, and then the ball hand just kicks out, and the guy's wide open, like just having on the last session. Smart was guarding Bledsoe, and Kemba was on the ball handler, and Kemba can't guard um, whoever it was, 1v1. So Smart came over to try to help, limit the um, drive into the paint, and so the guy just dished it out to Bledsoe, who was Smart's guy, wide open at the three for a three. He's going to cash it. You'd think Brad would be drawing up and telling his guys on a night where the Pelicans are shooting I believe at least fit, they showed yeah, it earlier look, they, they were right around 48% earlier Let's, they gotta be right still Re- right around there regardless around 50% from 3 you gotta think that you'd rather you know instead of sagging off guys at the line kind of let them come at you and try to have some interior defense hope Robert Williams can give you some help. Yes, the Pelicans are shooting 53% from three tonight. 16 yeah. of 30. I mean, listen, if you're just, if they're going to be in this kind of rhythm, you, it's adjustments. Yeah. It is, it's, it's coaching and player adjustments. And there's just not a line of communication right now and a lack of awareness of what is going on in this game. Like, you, you, you just kind of have to look at what's happening to you on the court in this present moment. When you game plan for like these particular matchups and these particular games, too often you people try to are stubborn and they try to stick to their game plan. The be all end all. You got to make adjustments on the fly based off what is happening on the court. And right now, the Pelicans are shooting you out the gym from three. Force I mean, them inside I'm, I'm, and to make some tough shots at the rim. I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. They have the Mavericks, who they should beat. They have the Rockets, who they better beat. They better beat the Rockets. <laughs> they have the Hornets, who they should beat. They have the Sixers. You want to tell me they dropped that game? Okay, fine. But that's a probably a big TV game at home. The Celtics should be getting up for that one. And then the Knicks, they should win that game too. This this seven-game homestand, they have to go minimum 5-2. and two. And this was a game that they should have won. Yeah. And so now they have to go um, fourteen point five game and one in their next five and one in their next six. Smart flops gets a charge though. Well, I'll tell you, Smart's doing everything he can. He comes down one way, drives at two defenders, and makes the layup, and then flops his ass to the ground on Zion. That's the thing with Zion though. Referees, that's a tough assignment because. Zion's so goddamn big. It's it's hard not to believe that he's going to push you over without putting much force into it. Tatum trying to create his own space. Kicks it to Fournier on the drive. Fournier almost is shrouded. He had no idea where he was going that ball. See, I like that mid-range shot, though, by Tatum. 
And you get the offensive rebound back to Tatum for an easy layup. Easy reverse layup. Tatum's up to 30, so that means the Celtics... Oh, and... What happened? I think Kemba got and threw it off the Pelicans guy, maybe? Alright, well, this is a good stretch Celtics here. Celtics getting some life, but they still need to get buckets. It's three buckets in a row without giving... Like a little 6-0 run. They, they, this, this, is, this, is, this would be a huge bucket, regardless of what it is. No, <laughs> I, I was about to scream no if he shot that. Oh, here we go. Fournier. Oh, I hate oh. that shot. What is that shot? Wow. 0 of 10 now. This guy is going to get booed a, out the gym. A straight air ball by Fournier. Tough game for him. Like, get time in the shot clock. Don't panic. And now Zion gets Kemba on him but loses the ball. Like, I mean, they're running out of time. 240. There's got to be a bucket. Tatum gets you a bucket in transition layup. Celtics got to get stopped. They need a, they need stops every possession. They can't even yeah. give up one three because that's probably it. I mean, this is a nice little run they're putting together at the end of the game, give you some life. But like, it's just it it's gonna be too little, too late. I I fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, two fifteen. Ingram goes to the right, gets doubled. Adams kicks. Hart was open. Three seconds of shot clock. Smart. Yeah, smart with the flop. And Bob, Adams and Williams get tied up a little bit. God, they call the foul on Big Bob. <laughs> Adams kind of having a chuckle with Williams on the floor. They're going at it. Their arms are locked. That's just a no call. Yeah, I mean they're they're clearly tangled right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything. I mean, that's just like what? What are you gonna call it? I don't think it? Adams fouled him or Williams. That just should have been a no call. Yeah, when when you get locked up like that below the rim, uh, two big guys, I, I think you just let them go because it's not like it, it's not like one guy is doing more than the other. It reminds me like in football when you have two guys getting handsy at the same time, receiver and corner. You usually just let it go if they're both gonna be physical and handsy. The good news is Stephen Adams is a bad free throw shooter as he misses the first one. Yeah. 110, 100, 206. But uh, let's see if Adams can miss another free throw. Gotta Got box out Zion. Zion. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. I think he might have tried to miss a purpose. <laughs> I'd like to think he wouldn't have, but I don't know, man. All right, let's see if Sells can do something here. They got to get another bucket on this possession. I think they off fouled. Ball. Is that off-ball foul? Did they foul intentionally? I don't I don't know. Maybe they wanted to make sure that they didn't have any fouls left to give, but I don't know why you would want to do that yeah. at this point in the game. And Kemba can't finish, but he gets the foul. I'll tell you what. In your order of who you want taking shot, I'll give you mine. Okay. The order of who I want taking shots right now, and for people that are listening, it's Walker, um, Big Bob, Smart, Tatum, and Fournier on the court right now. I'll go Tatum, Kemba, Fournier, even though he's 0 of 10. Marcus Smart and Robert Williams, the only way he's shooting is on a lob or on an offensive rebound. Well, I'll tell you, my order is Tatum, Kemba, Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. <laughs> right now, I, I well, in every game, I don't want Smart near the ball in the fourth, at this point in the fourth quarter. Now, I'll tell you what. 
Rob yeah. Williams ain't crazy. Wait, smart shot. flopping again, trying to draw. A I mean, he's flopping everywhere. He's gonna uh, get fined like twenty five k for five different flops. This will be interesting because if Brown is playing tonight, is the lineup Fournier for Brown or is it Brown in for Smart? Because Brown's on the court right now if they're playing. That we know. Well, I think in a normal game, as Bledsoe misses the three, and that's lucky though because. Did you see who ran out to jump at him and took himself out of the play if they, on the miss? It was Big Bob, yeah. wasn't it? So if that rebound had kicked up in the air instead of off the side of the rim. But, I mean, that's what you want. You don't want Zion. You don't want Ingram. I well, mean, yeah, Bledsoe three, that's, that's fine. But the way they've been shooting the three, yeah. you got to be careful. Uh, Kemba's got a – oh, he had a decent look, but they, they had some good D. That's a Kemba. bad shot, but it goes in. Six-point game, 120 left. I mean, they're, they're, are making it close. They're, they're putting together some buckets. they, they got to keep getting in, stops. They put themselves in such a hole. Yeah. Smart is going to flop here. He's begging for an offensive foul. Oh, my God. Zion yeah. just throws it off the side of the backboard. Bust. Tatum's coming the other way. Don't jack up a three. No. Oh. <laughs> we didn't. We both screamed no. I, I mean, oh, my goodness. Tatum. Oh, what a shot by Tatum! A step back three. He had Steven Adams on him. Where's DS? That dude sucks. DS, where you at? That's our editor, sir. (laughs) This pot ain't going to be out for a week now. Wow, Celtics have really... They got a lot of momentum right now. I mean, what was the what was the score? I mean, like, what was what? It was one... They were down, like, 17. It was 110 to, like, 90... Uh, I want to say 96 at least. I mean, it's a. Uh, that's about a. Th- what? Is that 13? I, I'm, I'm trying to do quick math here on the spot, but. Um, big comeback for the Celtics. And they did. Ex- you know, they did exactly what you said they needed to do. They had to get stops every single time out. And so far, they've and gotten they, stops pretty much every single time. they've scored on every, every single, single possession. One. Yep. And they've they've had some tough shots go. Kemba had a couple tough shots yeah. go. He got himself to the line. Tatum, Tatum just had that really tough three go. Tatum had a really tough three. He also got himself a lot of easy layups off offensive rebounds, transition. These are these are good buckets. These aren't half court shoulder down safety drives to the rim. Take advantage of transition off a miss after you play good defense or get your turnover, whatever. Still good defense. I mean, this is Im- this is too bad, though, because if they do end up giving up, unfortunately, a bucket here after this nice momentum, it's gonna. what's going to kill you is Fournier. 0 of 10. I think the last time they had that mispossession was that Fournier air ball, where he had an open three, pump faked, and then like had no idea what to do with the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, his understanding of the offense, I would hope, will come you know, with practice or just gameplay. Um, but, like... Yeah. Man, it's it's unfortunate that he's been a complete nothing this game. All right. Ingram gets the ball. Tatum's still on him. Ingram gets Tatum way off of him oh, and drills wow. a deep two. Ingram just with an absolutely insane crossover. I mean, Tatum got sent <laughs> flying. Yeah. So, I mean, 33 seconds... What what do you need to see from this possession? What do you what do you what, what who's taking the shot? Score. What kind of shot? Like what do you what do you want to see here? You gotta score and you gotta score quick. Uh, I don't. You don't need a three. There's still thirty three seconds left. You're down five. A 
a quick two is fine here, and then you got to play defense. Um, so I I wouldn't hate that if they expect you to shoot the three, go for the quick two. I'd like to honestly, I think you might be able to sneak a pick and roll to Rob Williams here because I think the defense is going to be expecting a three. Yeah, they're going to be um, expecting something from Tatum for sure, yeah, I think. I think a, uh, a quick pick and roll lob to Rob Williams could be, might be what I, I would draw up potentially um, if I didn't want to go for the three right away. Honestly, I'm thinking some some sort of three-man game play between uh, Kemba, Tatum, and, and Williams. If you could somehow, you know, you get maybe you get Tatum to screen for Kemba, you get Tatum to pop, but then you send Rob Williams from the short corner, try and bait Steven Adams to help at the rim, and then you kind of you, you get the ball up to Williams over the top behind him for an easy alley oop or something uh, like that. They don't even have uh, Robert Williams in the game. Smart flopping instead of trying to go for the ball. <laughs> they get the ball and and they just decide to go with Tatum bullying his way to the rim and uh, I mean it doesn't work out and Grant Williams just tries to and this game is over it was a nice little comeback for the Celtics they showed some good life but it's gonna make the score look not as bad as it really was they dug themselves such a hole with that lackadaisical third quarter and start of the fourth quarter that like you dig yourself that much of a hole like you you shouldn't you don't deserve to win So, they're, they're talking about the inbounds play design, but what I'm more concerned about is the actual the play design of how you were trying to score points. Clearly, there was no play, and it was... And Marcus Smart just got ejected. Ejected from the game. I mean, if this game wasn't over now, I mean, it's, 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 over. it's so over. <laughs> They're going to get two free throws. They're going to get uh, another free throw. Yeah, and I mean, the I, ball. I wish Tatum didn't make Fournier go 0-10 tonight. It's yeah. his, all his fault. Tatum only led the team in rebounds, uh, assists, and points tonight. I mean, so, you know, when, when it was 99-84 Pelicans, right? And we said, oh, like, oh, Fournier's got no points. Guy averages 19, 20 points. Now, I mean, it's like a seven-point game. Now all you really needed was like seven, eight points from Fournier for this to still be a game. Yeah. The fact that they're in it with him missing all those shots, impressive, but impressive doesn't win you games in this spot. Looks like it's probably going to be an eight-point game with 25 seconds to go. And I, I, I really I can't emphasize enough how much beef I have with that the play design to get a bucket there down down five. As Zion misses the second of free throw, so seven point game. I mean Kemba's gonna come down and try to get something. I mean he gets himself late, but look, the, the, you can't. I mean the whole play design was Tatum. Take the ball and do something. Yeah. Why is that what you're drawing up in that situation? It's not even... Ingram, why don't you just throw it up to Ingram? He literally has Kemba on him. And so Celtics are going to keep fouling, obviously, to try and keep playing hard and take it all the way to the buzzer. But 
I mean, this game, barring missed free throws and crazy big three-point shots, is, is effectively over. Um, but like you said a lot, they they dug themselves too big of a hole earlier on. Fournier missing his average by literally his entire average as far as points goes. The, the perimeter defense was abysmal, giving up around 50% three-point shooting. Over 50%. Yeah, well, I just didn't know what it would finish at. But I don't yeah. think... Uh, yeah, I think that missed corner three is the only three they've had since we uh, talked about it before. So I still bet it's around like 51%, 52%. Yeah, Tatum's got to jack up a three here if they want any chance. And this has got to be... Somebody has to jack up a three. I don't know what they were waiting for. Way off, and that is the game. 115-109 is going to be a final, a six-point loss, but really six points does not even give you an indication about how bad of a loss this really was. Poor shooting for the Celtics. Poor defense on the perimeter. No Jalen Brown. He had nobody replacing that scoring. I don't even know how many points Kemba had tonight. but uh, I can look. Let me get the box score up. But clearly, regardless of that, it wasn't enough. I mean, you just... You, you, Tatum really didn't have a ton of help. And Tatum finished with something like 34 points. Yeah, Tatum finished with 34, 9, and 5. And, you know, as we know, you know, Tatum has to average 50, 15, and 10 uh, to satisfy some people yep. for, uh, for his scoring. But Kemba can... 23, 4, and 4. So a nice assist game again for your point guard. Um, I mean, smart with three assists. He's supposed to be the other assist man. Tatum and Big Bob Williams finished tied for the team in assists with five. So your center and your power forward or small forward are leading your team in assists. So you're getting your guards aren't playing guard in in a sense. They're playing like off ball type type roles. Now, well. They've got a lot more games to go on this homestand. Uh, that's going to do it for our episode this week. Hope you guys enjoyed this perspective. Let us know what you think. If you liked it, you disliked it, maybe we could do this again sometimes because it just a, it makes things a lot easier, at least on us going forward. It allows us to analyze the game, talk about what's going on with the Celtics instead of kind of sitting down and looking at notes and just talk about what happened in the past week when things are getting, you know, when things are a little slow, not in the amount of games, but it tends to be a lot of rinse and repeat at this time of the year uh, because it's not like teams are really entirely changing up what they're doing all that much. So nonetheless, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Cool Zone. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Pod. And for now, we'll have to wait and see if the Celtics can bounce back and give us a better performance than they gave us tonight. So yeah, it's about... They better, they better figure it out quick. Yeah. Time is time is uh, very, very getting close to running out completely. So, All right, until next week, DS, play our music. Play our music.